Hi guys and thanks for tuning in into Design and a Half. In today's podcast episode we're going to talk a little bit about design challenges and why I think they're such a bad idea for for the industry and I don't think that they're necessarily relevant. That being said, let's get started guys. Design challenges have started to become more and more popular as of late just because they are become such an industry standard uh, way to gauge people's capacity for for design, for um, detail, for understanding certain things in, in, in design. However, uh, what most companies and also most hiring people just don't don't seem to understand it is that these challenges don't necessarily reflect the the abilities of a, of a specific designer to to a to a full degree and the reason why i'm saying that is because there have been a lot of uh situations where i've been in these design challenges and they sort of did not necessarily uh, seem to be focused towards um i don't know gauging my potential but actually gauged at seeing how i could do by by solving one of their specific challenges that was actually related to one of their design tasks um uh, this might sound convoluted but let me explain so for example i've been in one interview where i've been asked to do something which could have been used afterwards by the com- by the company to to be actually added into the product and used further as as a source of uh, design and so on and this is exactly what i meant by uh, when i said earlier about these things not necessarily being relevant me as a as a person that comes from the outside without knowing your company without knowing your product without knowing anything about the context that that i'm designing for and having such a short amount of time i cannot actually give you a good idea of what my design skills are just by actually um, doing something which is really out of context and and uh, solving a problem which i don't really understand all that well into a very short amount of time and this is actually something which it which which really bothers me because it, it seems to be repeating itself every time i i've been into interviews i've been talking to people like even senior designers seem to be getting this this uh, this this problem and i i don't think it actually makes sense for example if you're talking about the senior designer who's got over 15 years of experience i don't necessarily think that giving him a test would really give you a good impression of how how great he actually is i mean just by studying his portfolio or looking at his resume i think it's quite easy to tell what that person actually did judging by the projects he's been working on and that's actually one of the things that i wanted to segue into just because i think that too few people and too few recruiters and and uh, human resources personnel actually look at those portfolios in detail enough to actually judge that person um to the to, to its full extent and this is why those sort of technical interviews are introduced in some situations especially if we're talking about um designers in in, in specific in this situation because what i've seen is that in some cases uh, even in in technical interviews for designers a lot of people that are brought in don't have anything necessarily to do with design and that usually happens in companies where designers are coming in to to actually start up a whole new department of design 
My question is why do you guys bring up developers into a design interview? Why do you guys bring product uh, managers into a design interview? Why do you guys bring people which don't necessarily have anything to design, just uh, anything to do with design to, to judge people who are very design related in a way? How, how will you be able to tell if that person is capable or incapable of doing their job? That's my question. So I, I don't think they should be there. I think the people that should be there should be in the industry. If they cannot be in the industry, then please outsource the service to someone who can actually perform this task appropriately. There's plenty of recruiters out there who specialize in design recruit recruitment. And I think uh, I've actually met some of them. I have, uh, I have a lot of them on my LinkedIn uh, profile and in my connections. Um, and they're really awesome people, uh, a lot of them, or at least most of them, the, the ones that I've been in contact with. And if, from my perspective, a design, a design recruiter can help you much better to actually uh, give you an insight if a person is fit or not for that specific job. Obviously, they're not going to give you the full picture. Nobody can actually give you a full picture. Not even me who's coming into the design interview and talking to you can give you a full picture about who I am. But coming into an interview and having that expectation to to have a, a very in-depth perception of who a person is I, I i don't think it's a good good uh, good way of looking at things J just because it's it's totally unrealistic if you're asking me like even after that person gets hired you will never have that full picture of who some what some someone is actually capable of until you give them the ability to actually fully express themselves and empower that person to take charge in a way uh, of whatever they are doing but getting back on on the subject at hand which is design challenges um my in in my specific case my experience was pretty crap with them um in in the sense that even even in in companies where i've been uh, where i've been actually going for roles which are mid not necessarily senior even though i'm a senior designer they've all added me and, and introduced me to these types of tests um i i've went through them that was not the problem but the problem was i i every time i went through them i i will i was i was losing a lot of time with this part and i think it's not fair towards the designer those are think of think about this from your own perspective think about it if you will as a developer say or or even as a hiring manager say someone comes to you and tells you dude if you come to my company you'll have to do this task but it's from your own personal time you're not gonna gonna get paid and everything that you will be you will be doing might be used by us to draw profit from how does that make you feel how does that sound to you does it sound fair to be working without getting paid because for me it sounds like crap to be honest and for every designer out there who is uh, mid to senior level it sounds like crap okay i understand you might want to do this for junior designers although even there in some cases that might not necessarily be fair to actually uh, give that person a, a design challenge and not pay them for it so from my perspective people should get paid for work they do for that specific company that's that's non-negotiable it's not something i think should be 
this debatable, I think it should be set in stone. So whenever you're doing work for a specific company, even if it's sort of like this sample of work, it should get paid because it's out of your own personal time uh, and you're doing it for the company to have a, a higher degree of uh, certainty, if you will. Let's look at it from a dis different perspective. Let's look at it from a UX perspective. Me as a UX designer, if I, if I want to know more information, if I want to have a higher degree of certainty with regards to if a feature is um, designed well or not, what I do is usually go and go out and do user interviews. Uh, in that specific case, each person that participates in user interviews, I need to actually pay them because it's out of their own personal time. They are doing this for me as a favor. And in all user interviews that are being done, people who are, go who are taking part of them are always getting paid. Even if we're talking about recruitment costs, like one person to, to recruit one person costs approximately 100 bucks just as a just as a lump sum example added to that you also have for example the incentive uh, cost which is sort of like is this thank you gift for that person for taking part into the interview and and uh, for for giving you their personal time with with the helping you f with insights and so on when you're doing those interviews. So if you're looking at from a UX perspective, I think it's quite similar to, a use, to, to an actual interview when someone goes out for a specific job, for, for, for applying for a job. I think the, the market's perspective is really freaking skewed from, from my point of view, because how I see people approaching this, this whole job market situation is like, um, you guys are coming to work for us. It's a privilege to work for this company. No, it's freaking not. I need the money to pay my bills. You need me in order to f for you to fulfill your task. It's, it's a mutual bond. It's a mutual sort of uh, understanding. There's nothing in that contract that says you own me or I'm, uh, I'm your subject, if you will. That's, there's nothing that says anything like that there. So you guys need to chill it with the whole, uh, my company is so amazing. No, it's not. Every company is sort of similar. This is why I hate about this this whole um, this whole new 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 concept where, where companies come and say, well, you know, uh, working for us is a privilege because we give you the opportunity to develop yourself and so on. No, guys, everybody does that stuff. Your company is not special. There's thousands and thousands of companies out there who do the exact same thing as you do. You're not special by a mile. You're not probably as amazing as you think you are. And your office politics are of, often very, very annoying and turn people away. And that's the case for a lot of companies, which are also always advertising themselves as being so, so, um, how should I put this? So um, employee focused. It's, it's not friggin' true. It's not. In, in all of the companies, there's politics. In some companies, there, there's more. In some companies, there's less. But all companies have internal politics, internal fights for, for, for power and, and for all sorts of things. So that stuff exists everywhere. Don't kid yourselves into thinking, oh, this is not going to be uh, like this in, in the so-and-so company. No, it's not. It's going to be exactly like that. 
The only difference is you're, when, you're, when you're switching your job as a designer or as a person, you're going into a different type of a power struggle than the one you were before. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> so there's never going to be a company where there's not going to be power struggle and so on. They are very, uh, they're very subliminal in a way and you're not going to notice them at once, but they are there and you will be part of them whether you want it or not because people want to be in power positions but they want to be heard they want to be listened to they want to be accepted they want to uh, have an influence and 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 the say in things and this is the main reason why there's always going to be power struggles whenever there are people because people have different motivations and those motivations sometimes clash that's the reason why there's power struggles and there's always going to be power struggles but this this sort of got a little bit uh, sidetracked um what, what our initial discussion was uh, about the the design challenges and and getting back on that um those those things can consume a lot of time so i've, I've been in situations where a design challenge can actually take one friggin week like how is that fair towards that person who is actually taking part in the design challenge to take time for example, uh, three, four, five hours out of their personal time just to spend to, to, to convince you that they're good enough. No, man, they're actually good enough if they applied for your position. And, and if you looked at their actual CV, you can, you can tell really easily if that person is good enough or not. Look at their projects, guys. Look, look and, and see how and, and, and actually judge if those projects are difficult, if those projects are simple. Look at their portfolios. But please, guys, don't stop. Stop it with the with the judging based on the dribble profiles. Those are actually crap. I mean, if you're thinking about dribble in terms of comparison for for choosing a designer, just just from a visual perspective, I think you're totally off and you should stay the friggin' away from 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 hiring people because you don't don't know anything about hiring people uh, at all, honestly. So if, if you, all your expectancies are based on Dribble, which is a sort of like this this uh, platform where people just post stuff in a in a very ideal way and in an ideal design light, then you should not hire people. Seriously, you don't really understand what design is about because design is never about pretty pixels and lots of drop shadows and candy-like stuff. No, it's not. It's about solving problems. And especially in UX design, if you come to me and tell me that you've been judging a person based on their dribble profile and want to hire them as a UX designer, I'm going to never come into your company. Just because I know you don't understand UX, you don't understand what a UX is, uh, uh, UX's job is in the first place. And secondly, you, you don't know how to conduct interviews. That's clear. Because that sort of stuff does not belong into a in, into a ux interview that belongs into a graphic design interview at the very best at the very best why because if you're if you're thinking about hiring someone and you want to know what exactly they did look at the stuff they are not so proud of reason why is because most likely those things that he he or she did and they're not that proud of and and they they sort of added it to their portfolio but if you're comparing them with the dribble stuff it's not that amazing it's because those designs have actually passed rounds of revisal they they've been uh, talked around uh, the companies that that have produced them 
they have been reviewed they have been um, there was a lot of input from a lot of people so don't judge don't judge design by comparing it to the to the perfect pixels of dribble that's not the way to judge actual design and even graphic if you will design is an iterative process where stuff gets reviewed by several people inside the in, inside companies and if it doesn't look as amazing as you think it does on dribble it's because the dribble one has not been reviewed by anyone it's just a, a personal expression of that designer who idealizes a design solution at, and puts it on dribble it's not ref it's not uh, respective to reality it's not respective to business constraints to to technical constraints to basically any type of constraints to be honest i've even seen people add stories on medium about banking applications which have been totally idealized and they're touting themselves as huge um huge ux companies that are specializing on finance and I've seen some glaring, glaring UX issues and usability issues there that tell me that these people don't really know what the heck they're talking about. And there's a lot of people in this industry, especially in, in, in design and UX, who don't know what the heck they're talking about. Just because they're always comparing themselves with other designers on Dribble who make stuff that looks really pretty. And I don't want to detract from those designers on Dribble. They, their work is really amazing. I'm not saying it's not. The problem is we don't have to idealize design, we don't have to, to compare design based on others, other designers work and if you're, doing, uh, if you're doing a portfolio review please ask that person for contextual information at, uh, with regards to that specific item they are showing you because that and if you're actually interested you can actually tell uh, how com how complex that project was just by talking to that designer and, and letting them tell you um, what they went through when they put out this design and and you can tell if they're not proud of it and that's a good sign just because that means that that design has been talked has been discussed has has gone through several iterations with other people and it's most likely subject to some constraints and design uh, that is subject to constraints is something which is going to appear in absolutely every company and that tells me that specific designer who knows how to design with constraints is mature enough to be part of a company like mine or his or theirs who needs a, a, a mid or, or senior designer and who need a designer that understands how to operate into a larger team and especially into a team that, that operates with constraints because design always operates with constraints you seldom have any type of freedom in design like most of the situations you have zero freedom which is why I'm saying that these design challenges don't have anything to 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 contribute towards a good a, a better picture about someone. They're just basically ways of milking your ideas and your design input into a company's welfare by adding some ideas for a specific thing they want to explore. And I think that's crap and you guys as companies need to stop doing that. And you especially as designers need to stop agreeing to that stuff. So if, if you're in a situation where a company says you need to do this design challenge, you can actually say no. You are allowed to say no when stuff you don't like is being done to you. That's actually simple. Think about it when you were in school and you were bullied. I hope it was not the case, but if, you, if that thing happened, I hope you know you can say no to that. 
Like, there's, you don't have to agree to absolutely everything that's in front of you. Please don't do that. And please stop doing these design challenges or agree to doing these design challenges. Those things need to disappear, like, for good. They don't help anyone. They're just, they're, they're just ways of wasting your time as a designer. And they are not contrib and, and ways to ba basically milk your, your imagination and, and give free uh, design solutions for the companies that are trying to hire you, actually. And additionally, I think we need to educate other, other designers, other companies to actually stop doing this in the long run and, and find, actually employ good HR because there's wonderful HR people out there. I've met a ton of them who know a lot of stuff about psychology, who know a lot of stuff about reading a, a specific uh, a CV, if you will. And, and they, can, they, they can help you out if you listen to, to them. Don't discard their opinions. Oftentimes I've seen a lot of people talk to me about how uh, some of my actual HR uh, uh, connections tell me that they have, they have not been taken into account whenever a hire was made. Even though they said this profile is not fit for the company or these people don't, don't necessarily have uh, what it takes to fit into the, the, the company's culture. And their, op their, their opinion was actually discarded. Why? I have no clue. But this is also not okay because those people have such amazing input when it comes to um, finding a good fit for your company. So, so you listen. You, you need to actually listen to them because they have, they have the the the, um, the knowledge, the know-how, and the drive to actually help you get a good uh, hire. I think I think that's what what needs to happen. That being said, I would like to uh, apologize if you thought my tone was a little bit uh, rough this time. But I'm really, really passionate about stuff like this. And the, the, the main reason why I wanted to, to, to put out this episode is because uh, I've been through these types of situations a long, long time. And a lot of my friends who are also designers have been complaining about this thing happening on and on and on and on. And there's a lot of uh, talk in the design community about this. And, and people are really not happy with this uh, at all. So I just wanted to sort of voice out um, some of those concerns of fellow designers that are going around the community and... and maybe contribute to to changing the the way companies do hires with regards to designers i i really hope it helped um uh, i would love to know what you guys think about uh, about design challenges by commenting or subscribing and and letting other people know and uh, i hope to see you around uh, next time for uh, the next episode of design and a half have a awesome rest of the week or weekend, whatever the, the case may be whenever you're listening to this. And see you around next time, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.